it took a lot to make our podcast come together. And Mattress Max said, I want to be part of that. I want to be the presenting sponsor. And he did. And our listeners have responded and said, thank you. We love the show. We love the podcast. We love American-made solid wood furniture delivered today. Send Mac a message and say, hey, Mac, thanks for supporting the Michael Berry Show podcast, and I'll buy my furniture from you when I need it next. Or my new bed, 281-844-1963. 281-844-1963. New NBC poll out over the weekend. Has Trump, it's, there was an NBC poll done in November, so you got the same poll, pollster, same methodology. Has Trump up one percentage point over November, Biden down two percentage points for a result of Trump up 47-42. Now, it's not a national election, and you know that. It is 50 individual state elections. But if you wanted to get a sense of the nation, Trump's still not going to win California or Vermont. But this does tell you the trend lines, and those trend lines tend to be consistent, particularly because people watch national political news more than local political news. One of the things driving that discussion is illegal immigration. And so we have finally seen the Senate bill come forward. And boy, oh boy, is it bad. <clears throat> They're calling it a bipartisan bill, which is probably true. It probably does have some Republicans on board. But it won't by the time it's finished. Not anybody that wants to keep their office. The bill, which is supposed to be an immigration bill has a price tag of $118 billion, which I think most of us would say, if that's to build a wall and deport the illegals, fine, we'll sign up for it. This immigration bill, the number one expenditure of the bill, over half of the $118 billion, Supposedly dedicated to immigration, $60 billion to Ukraine. $60 billion to Ukraine. And I can't find my number. Let's start there. What does that have to do with immigration? I'll tell you. We're going to do a bill that says immigration. It's one more opportunity to prop up Zelensky. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson is in Russia to interview Vladimir Putin, and the left is having a meltdown because Americans can't hear from Putin. Putin, boogeyman. Putin, bad. Putin, the devil. And I don't think he's a good guy, but I think Zelensky is a horrible guy as well. And Zelensky has real problems. He basically has a mutiny by his top general, he can't figure out how to fire the guy. The public has bailed on him, and now his oligarchs are looking at a way to replace him, and he knows it. But $60 billion more dollars, this is what you get. This is what you get when you blackmail the president because you paid him money through his son, Hunter. This is what you get. we got to keep these secrets covered up. 
just like Orgy Island, Epstein Island, they had to keep those secrets covered up. It's never the crime. It's always the cover-up. There are so many dirty secrets involving America's elite in Ukraine, and they have nothing to do with war. So $60 billion more it is in the immigration bill. How much is retained for supposed immigration expenditure? $20 billion. But don't get your hopes up. That's mostly going to NGOs and staffing and uh, all sorts of... You, you know all these cities that have been saying, Chicago, New York, that the, the mayor has to help us? I mean, the president has to help us? The mayors are saying the president has to help us because we got all these illegal immigrations? All this illegal immigration? Well, they're going to give money to those cities. That doesn't stop illegal immigration. It actually incentivizes it. Because now there are better facilities for the illegals when they arrive. That comes out of the $20 billion. The $20 billion is not to stop illegal immigration. Oh, and by the way, there's, I can't remember if it's 20 or $30 billion for Israel. Now, this is a very important provision because by giving money to Israel, oh, sure, you'll upset the Hamas folks. You figure out how to fix that. By giving money to Israel, you will turn the biggest pro-Israel Republicans in favor of this bill, and they already have. But why do we have to give money to foreign countries when this is an immigration bill. I already saw it. Um, John Podoritz, who writes Commentary Magazine. Basically, John Podoritz is just this bitter, bitter, bitter old pseudo-self-proclaimed intellectual who writes about Israel and Jewish matters all day, but mostly kind of like uh, the black race baiters today. He mostly just says, that everyone is anti-Semitic. If you don't want to give Israel every penny that he wants to, you're just, just, just admit it. You're anti-Semitic. You make people want to be anti-Semitic. Just like Al Sharpton is not good for race relations. But again, this is not about what's good and proper. This is about ad hominem attacks, and you're a bad person if you don't give money to his cause. And there are people, there are, who are more concerned with the protection of Israel than they are the United States, who happen to be Americans. And people are scared to say that, because those are the kind of things that get you in trouble. But they shouldn't. We should be able to have a free and open discussion about all of these things. It shouldn't be the case that in order to close the border, which this bill doesn't do, but in order to close the border, well, the only way we'll close the border is if you give some money to this cause. This money to Israel will end up sowing such a seed, such a split. Now you'll get people who don't care about the border in favor of this bill. Now you'll get people who are scared to death to be called anti-Semitic that they'll be for this bill. Oh, it'll, it'll, have, it'll have the effect. It will have the effect. And the only thing that will come out of it that they don't want 
is now the Hamas protesters. And I, I think there's some terrorists spread. I think there's some people that would like to be terrorists. There are people who have fantasized about They have ideation of, of terrorism. It's going to fire them up. And, and they'll have to fade that heat. So what does Biden do over the weekend? He says, we will not tolerate Islamophobia. Wait, what? What? We'll break this bill down. And guess what? Crenshaw's for it. Who knew? The Michael Berry Show. The Michael Berry Show. To be clear, the play the Democrats have strategized, the play is this. You've got Biden in trouble. They know that. The NBC poll I told you about earlier has Joe Biden at 38 or 39% positive. Approve. It's a job approval number. They got him at 38 or 39% approve. 60% disapprove. It's the highest numbers they've seen. It's really bad. And it's making Trump look better by comparison. A lot of Republicans were pouting. The, the DeSantis Republicans were were pouting after Iowa, which is completely understandable. When you've been battling a guy for all this time and you're ready to replace him and you got your guy and the rest of society doesn't agree with you, you take it personally. And you decide that everyone's an idiot except for you. And you don't want to support the idiots in accomplishing their goals. So... Your natural inclination is to lash out harder at Trump. That's not the voters I worry about. Because come November, most of them will say, come November, they will look harder at why they weren't with Biden in the first place and say, ah, oh, he's a bad guy, we'll, we'll go with Trump. <clears throat> There'll be some that won't, but that this happens every year. There, there were a lot of Democrats that did not go with Hillary in 2016 who were Bernie Sanders voters. And did go with Trump. Trump supporters don't want to hear you say that. Because they don't want to think that Trump got any help from Bernie Sanders supporters. But he did. When you break down 100% of people who vote for your candidate, not all of them are people that you would agree with all the time. There are some people in that mix who, for the oddest vagaries, voted for your candidate. And there are some people who should have voted for your candidate that vote for the other. It happens. So... The play here is they've got to do something on the border because they're losing the border, and they know that. The numbers are against them. And there are a lot of people on our side who will be more than happy to play this game, but the way this game works is you got to get immigration out of the way because the polling shows Democrats lose on immigration. All right, so you got to get a bill done. We'll come back to that in a moment. By November, you want the issue to be Women's rights. And it's a loser nationally for Republicans. But you can't tell Republicans that. Republicans, you can't tell pro-lifers, and I am one, but I'm also a lot of things that I don't make my number one issue all the time if it's not going to win me the election. It's not. So by October, you'll be talking Roe v. Wade, and it's overturned. You'll be talking, you'll wake up one day and say, with all the debt, with this economy, with illegal immigration overrunning us, with crime at unimaginable numbers, 
we're talking about abortion. Yep. Because there are people on our side who love it. They, they, they're Mike Pence. Mike Pence said when he was, I'm, I'm here for life. Okay. What else? For life. Okay. But what else? Yeah. Because that was his issue. His only issue. Mike Pence didn't have anything else to talk about. That's what Mike Pence has ridden all this way. And he ain't going to stop now because he's not very smart. But he can say he, he believes in life. I do too. But you're going to have to show me you can do something else other than be pro-life. Nope. Nope. And there are people who are okay with that. Come October, we will be talking about why you don't support a woman's right to choose and how women have the right to choose. And the reason that's important is that gets young voters out to vote. Because if they have to vote on the state of the nation, they're disenchanted. But when they believe that their rights are being taken away, so it's going to be the, the future of democracies. We're not going to, if you don't remember, this is, this is every election the Democrats have taken, especially the black voters. If you don't vote this time, you will never get to vote again. I won't? Uh-uh. You got to vote for me. Otherwise, you won't get to vote no more. Really? Yeah. You better vote today. Okay, because I want to get to vote in the future. Yep. Well, then vote for me right now. Okay, because I don't want them to take. Yeah, no. I got it. Slavery, Jim Crow. You got to vote today. Okay, I'll go vote right now. And that's what they do. And it's as if people don't notice. But you've been doing this every time. I keep voting for you for the supposed right to get to keep voting for you. But why am I voting for you again? <laughs> what is the reason I'm voting for you again? Be because you're the safeguard of democracy? How does that work? What exactly are you safeguarding other than your own nest and the, the people around you who are getting rich out of this deal? Who's trying to take away my right? Oh, they're trying to take Jim Crow. Slavery. Wait, what? How, how are they taking away my right? They're trying to take away the ability of people from foreign countries to come in and replace me as a black man or black woman in America today. And you're all for it, but you're telling me I got to vote for you because those people over there. And so now it's making the news that you're getting a number of influential in their circles influential black rappers entertainers actors all of them who are doing interviews on black radio or or uh, television and they're being asked are you supporting biden and it is surprising which why is that so surprising but there you go um that they're not and they're saying i'm looking at trump and some of them are saying i'm i'm with trump and that's getting a lot of attention. And that is because black people for a long time have been told that this is what you do. You vote Democrat. And there are enough free-thinking, independent-minded Democrat, uh, uh, black people today who have figured out what do the Democrats do that I agree with? Why do I want to be with a loser? Why do I want to be with people who have bad policies? Why do I want to be with people who take me for granted? That's the worst. That's the worst thing an employer can do is assume his employees will always work there, no matter what the conditions, no matter what the pay, no matter what the rewards and incentives. 
It's the worst thing you can do. It's the worst thing you can do is take your spouse for granted. Just, well, they're there. They'll always be there. You wake up one day and they're not because of the way you've treated them. I think that a lot of blacks in America, I'm not saying Trump's going to win blacks, but in the current polling, he's doing better with blacks than any Republican ever has by far. Now, that little problem, they will attempt to solve that little problem, and they may pull it off come October with another race war. Because I don't care how independent your black influencer is, when a George Floyd setup occurs, then they tend to, to drift back to the, oh, oh, let's go back to the Democrat plantation where they take us for granted, but at least it's safe. And, you know, because we, we all have, because remember, it's tribal. We all have to support the George Floyd cause. Why? He's a thug. He was in the middle of committing a crime. He had a drug overdose. It's okay for you to say it because I know you know it. The Michael Berry Show. Illegal immigration offends blacks. White liberals are secretly scared of it. We won't admit it. But they are. MAGA Americans see it for exactly what it is, an invasion. In fact, I gave a name to the bill, Ramon. The Deadly Invasion and Euthanasia Act, or Die America, because that's exactly what it does. Blacks recognize what's happening in the economy. Blacks recognize that we're sending money to Ukraine, and they resent that. And we're speaking as a group, which I don't normally do. But the data shows this. The data shows black voters moving. Thank you to Mattress Mac for sponsoring our podcast and our show and for believing in the message we preach here every day. If you would, if you need... You need to buy a bed. You need furniture, solid wood, American-made furniture uh, delivered today. Go see Mac at Gallery Furniture. And if you don't need it anytime soon, send him a text and say, hey, thanks for supporting the Michael Berry Show podcast. 281-844-1963. Yeah, that's his number. 281-844-1963. Away from Biden and toward Trump. Now, you'd have thought in 2020 when Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. The fact that anybody black voted for him after that is shameful. But listen, there's white people that do stupid stuff, not my fault. So don't blame everybody. But I told you that the we're going through the immigration bill. Just it'll take me a while to get through it. I told you that black voters in this newest poll are moving away from Biden and toward Trump. This is a real problem for Democrats. Democrats are left with just a couple of groups, and they have to dominate those groups. And that is blacks, young voters, that is 30 and under. This is why they spend so much time on college campuses and student loan repayment and all this sort of stuff. Blacks, young voters, and single or divorced women. That's the group they're going for. There's not enough of of the fringe groups that you see them uh, flirting with 
There's not enough of them to win the election. Those are the groups they have to win. So MSNBC went to a black barbershop, and they were surprised clearly by what they heard from people at the black barbershop. There are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it? For sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. We've only voted once, you know, for for a president. And Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that well, Trump, we had money. That's not a radical statement. That is a perception by a person and a simple generalization. But black people have allowed themselves to be boxed into a corner, painted into a corner, where they're not allowed to have opinions for fear that the tribal council, the social pressure, the peer pressure, will turn on them and they will be accused of that most heinous black crime, not murder. They will be accused of that most heinous black crime. And that is selling out your race, acting uppity, acting white, thinking you're somebody that you're not. It's the worst crime. It's the worst crime you can, you can say about a black person. You have sold out. Can't do that. Because we have so convinced you that the tribal council will keep you in. You will not be allowed. Deserters will be murdered. We won't tolerate it. You cannot desert the cause. Because the only way we win is if every single one of us does exactly what we're supposed to do. I stay together. But what if we're like lemmings? Staying together, headed off a cliff. Stay together. <laughs> C.S. Lewis had a great line. I'll paraphrase it, but when, uh, it's pretty close. He said, uh, when the whole crowd is rushing toward the cliff, is rushing to fall off to the side of the cliff, the person who runs the opposite direction looks crazy. It's true. It's true. There, there are a number of folks who've made a reference like that. The guy who looks most nutty because he doesn't have the comfort of the crowd is the wise one. In fact, you know what? We haven't heard from Bayan on the black line in a while, Ramon. Let it not be said that there are not black callers on the Michael Berry Show. Ramon. Let it not be said. 713-999-1000. It's the black line. What I'd like to hear, if you're already listening to the show, you're already an open-minded person. So I, I'm happy to hear your perspective. But if you're already willing to listen to the show when you've been told, he racist, he racist, and you still make decisions for yourself, we already know you're a free-thinking person. You didn't have to tell me that. But, what I would like to know is I would like you're hearing from people, your spouse, your adult kids, 
your parents, your classmates, your workmates, your fellow church congregants, what are you hearing people say? And it's not just a Biden-Trump question. Because I think this election is much bigger than just Biden-Trump. I think that Trump represents and MAGA represents this idea that, wait a second, the world, the world is on our doorstep, literally on our doorstep. It's no longer an academic discussion about what we want this country to look like. This country is being reshaped overnight. And what are we going to do about it? So stupid. 713-999-1000. 713-999-1000. The Michael Berry Show. The Michael Berry Show. All right, to the phone lines we go on the black line. Greg, you're on the black line. You're up. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, Mr. Barry. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, what you're saying is correct. And uh, since I moved down here to Texas, I'm always talking to people. And uh, my coworkers at the job found out, oh, you're Republican? And I looked at them I'm like, wow, you're not? <laughs> and then they're sitting there arguing about this, that, and the other. I said, hey, look. I said, have you noticed something? If you go anywhere in this country, all the neighborhoods look the same. Chris Rock had a joke about anything to do with Martin Luther King Jr. Street Avenue or yeah. place. It's always dangerous over there. He's absolutely right, you know. I moved down here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin back in 2009 to escape the craziness and stuff that was going on up there. You know the old saying about Texas is, I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. Mm -hmm. So I'm here, and then I started telling my friends, hey, look, you know, they keep on letting these illegal aliens in. In a minute, they're going to start taking your jobs. And they started laughing at me. But now they're starting to understand where I'm coming from now. So, What do you do for a living? I know I'm just, oh, I'm a truck mechanic. And what brought you, what was the moment where you said, I'm moving from uh, Wisconsin to Texas? Was there a job offer? Did you have family? All I did was a job transfer, but uh, basically $145. And you want me to explain that to you right quick? Please. That's what the state of Wisconsin was taking out of my check every two weeks in state taxes. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing That's this. $3,500 a year. Exactly. And then uh, when you do your state taxes up there, uh, my tax guy, he uh, did my taxes. You're going to get like $435 back. I get a letter from the state of Wisconsin says, well, we see your tax paper like this, but we feel you should get this amount and send me a check for $81. And I said, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, I miss the family and friends up there, born yeah. and raised there, but enough is enough, you know. So, so what did that look like for you? Uh, so take me back in your mind when you're frustrated and you say, because a, a change we can laugh about it, but this is a big deal. I mean, you're you're, you're uprooting. You're you're you know you're going to have to get new. You're going to have to find a place. You're going to have to get electric. You're going to have to get water. You're going to get gas. You're going to have to figure out where you're going to work. Walk me through. That's a big bridge to cross. Now people do it every day, but but walk me through wh where you were and how that began to happen. Well, uh, I um I had a friend of mine who moved down here. He um was um uh, he was working at Verizon and. Uh, they gave him a, he opened up his own cell phone company up in uh, Milwaukee. And then the company went bust, but the, 
uh, Verizon realized this guy was good, so they sent him up to Minnesota to open up a couple of stores, and he wound up coming down here. So he bought a car from a friend of ours, and he wanted me to bring it down here to uh, Texas. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. You know, this is back in 2008 when uh, Barack got up in there. So uh, he um, he says, well, I'll pay you to bring it down here. So that's what brought me down here to Texas. And I said, oh, it's nice down here. And then I and I realized with my job, I can transfer anywhere in the country. So I just put my transfer paperwork in and found a job down here, and I came down here to Texas. Uh, I am a truck mechanic, but also I have a CDL. So they didn't have any mechanics jobs open in my field down here. So I came down here as a truck driver, and that's how I learned how to get around the city. So I drove to uh, all the places here in uh, Houston, and that's, and I worked nights, so it was actually easier, so I could figure it all out. And I said, okay, fine. You know, I'm not saying that Texas is super better than uh, Wisconsin, but they, they got the same problems but different. That's the only way I can explain that. But as far as what you're saying is true, you know, I was supposed to stay at a friend of mine's house when I first got here. He wound up going to jail, believe it or not, so I had to do a mad scramble to find a place. And um, so it took me, I got down here, just just myself, uh, my truck, my trailer, and I brought another car because I realized I wouldn't have any help down here if I came down here. So I made sure I had two vehicles when I came down here just in case one of them broke down. So um, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. So so you're only a mechanic? You, you're not driving right now? Oh, I, I, you know, I could do both of them, but right now, my field is working on the vehicles. I was, uh, I was, I would have stayed truck driver. That's kind of like a long, complicated story, and I don't think that your listeners got enough time to hear all of that. So, which one pays? It better? was planned. Yank. They paid the same. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Just a second, Greg. We're not done with you. Hold on. Down in school, all I knew was Martin Luther King. That's all I ever teach you in school about black people. Martin Luther King. That's my answer to everything. Martin Luther King. <laughs> Uh, what's the capital of Zaire? Martin Luther King. Uh, can you tell us the name of the woman that would not leave her seat on the bus? Ooh, that's hard. Are uh, you sure it was a woman? Oh, I got it. Martina Luther King. You know what's so sad, man? You know what's wild? Martin Luther King stood for nonviolence. Now what's Martin Luther King? A street. And I don't give a f where you in America. If you're on Martin Luther King Boulevard, there's some violence going down. It ain't the safest place to be. You can't call nobody telling them you lost on MLK. I'm lost. I'm on Martin Luther King. Run! 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 The media's there. I had to play that bit because Ramon found it. Uh, I got about 60 seconds left in this segment, Greg. Do you think this is real? Do you do you see? I will say what's interesting is there's a different perspective based on where you are in life, just like with white people. But the fact that you work and work hard with your hands and earn every dollar you make, that makes you prime picking to be not just a Republican, but a free thinking person because you're not asking anybody else for anything. I find that when I that, that folks that speak about common sense, hard work, accountability, and the like, they tend to have your lifestyle, and not some guy that's out of work, that that can't get his stuff together, that wants something for nothing. You find a black guy that is working for a living, working hard, particularly a working man, 
And I find that that is that that guy is often far more quote unquote conservative than the average white person, and 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 willing to tell you why. Just like Greg, hold on. Seven one three nine 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 one thousand. The black line is open. It took a lot to make our podcast come together, and Mattress Max said, I want to be part of that. I want to be the presenting sponsor. And he did. And our listeners have responded and said, thank you. We love the show. We love the podcast. We love American-made solid wood furniture delivered today. Send Mac a message and say, hey, Mac, thanks for supporting the Michael Berry Show podcast, and I'll buy my furniture from you when I need it next, or my new bed. 281-844-1963. 281-844-1963. 